Hey, this is Thomas from Amplify Agile Podcast. We talk about all things on Agile and digital transformation. So welcome to our series Amplify Agile. In our last episode, we talked about what digital transformation is and what triggers the digital transformation. And today we're going to talk about digital transformation anti-patterns, so kind of the opposite, what blocks digital transformations. But stay tuned. We are also going to talk about how to avoid and resolve these block blockers. And I'm so proud to have me again today, Konstantin Popov. Konstantin is Managing Director and Digital Transformation Consultant at Vincerion. Konstantin, welcome. Thomas, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes, my first question for you would be, why should we actually talk about impediments and anti-parents of digital transformation? I thought most transformations are quite successful. What do you think? What is the usual success rate? Thomas, you would think so, right? But in reality, <clears throat> Um, and according to Gartner and other sources, mm -hmm. about 70% of the transformations uh, fail uh, and the rest are under-delivering the transformation volume. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. So many failures. But why is that? Can you tell us what stands in the way of digital transformations? There are many different challenges. I think uh, one of the challenges is uh, common anti-patterns. And... Um, uh, these are the things that we do uh, due to inexperience, right? Or we are being advised to do this. Mm -hmm. um, some of the examples is uh, we're going to train everyone in Agile okay. um, before real work begins. Um, you know, how many of us made a mistake of training hundreds of thousands of people uh, just in the name of, hey, you know, we are going to need to become Agile. So we're going to train mm -hmm. everyone. Okay. Um, yeah, so I it's more, more like a training on the job or during they are actually working on a project? I think you want to be able to train um, the right people at the right time so mm -hmm. they can start to uh, with their practical application. If you train your folks in Agile and you know you don't put them on a Scrum team you know, 12, 18 months from now, you mm -hmm. know, they will generally forget what you've taught them, right? You want to... Yeah. Um, you know, make people aware, give them formal training, and then give mm -hmm. them practical application as soon as you can, yeah. so they can solidify their learning. Very good. Along the same lines, I think, uh, uh, renaming your functional teams into Scrum teams and reclassifying your supervisors into Scrum masters and, uh, um, and product owners. So the organization uh, largely stay the same and, um, uh, you know, nothing is really changing. Yeah, that's a common one. Yeah, very good. And if that happens, you usually see that uh, we continue to assign work to people and mm -hmm. um, uh, the Scrum Masters and, you know, these pseudo Scrum Masters and product owners continue to make the decisions for the teams okay. and tell everyone what to do. So that's also another anti-pattern. Yeah, not very agile, right? Yeah, very good. And I guess the same thing if you see that people are being assigned to Scrum teams and 10, 15%, um, you know, reality is that we want to make uh, long-term cohesive teams that are learning together, building together. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the best way to do it, if people are, are, are allocated uh, to as close as 100% as possible to the team. In some cases, you will need to assign, 
you know, maybe an architect to multiple scrum teams because they're advising certain things, or maybe a mm-hmm. scrum master is um, is facilitating uh, more than one team. But the reality, the team members, you should try to strive to as 100% as possible. Yeah, perfect. That sounds good. Uh, also, the um, you know the transformation approach. You want to make sure that you don't outsource it, that you don't accept the factory line approach. You want to make mm-hmm. sure that you uh, give your organization an opportunity to learn. Um, and uh, uh, that is the key, right? So that learning, um, either success or a failure um, on this uh, uh, short incremental basis, right? It's, it's extremely important. It's just also embracing failures and say, okay, what can we learn from that? Yes, and finally, I think uh, you know we all know what um, uh, what gets measured gets done. So if you continue to use traditional waterfall-based uh, metrics uh, to measure your progress um, at the enterprise level, while your uh, the way that you plan and deliver work has changed, and you align yourself with digital and agile. Um, you know, I think it's also a big uh, problem. It's disheartening yeah. for the people to build these connectors, uh, you know, to to say, uh, or translators, uh, you know, to say, hey, you mm-hmm. know, this is the work that we do, you know, scrum teams, how it, uh, you know, this is how it contributes to these waterfall objectives and metrics. So you do want to educate your senior leadership team for how to pivot and what we need to get, uh, what we need to measure, how we need to measure it, what we need to talk about to ensure that um, we're measuring the right things and you know we see the realistic uh, effort and progress. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Constantine, for explaining these patterns. Um, this is, I think this is so important because this gives you the chance to identify and then actually avoid these patterns. Um, but let's assume maybe yeah, we did successfully eliminate all these anti-patterns. Are we all good then? Nothing can go wrong. No chance to make any more mistakes. There are many, Thomas. I think uh, uh, the number one thing for me here would be uh, not taking uh, uh, your culture into the consideration mm-hmm. when you are uh, when you're designing a transformation or when you're going through a transformation. Yeah. Every organization is different. Every organization has a rich history. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a personality that has been involved um, uh, in building that. If you fail to consider that culture and the people from the very beginning, you're going to create resistors. And at this point, the focus of your transformation effort will be on tending to the needs of the resistors rather than managing real change. Okay, yeah. A lot of these transformations originate in IT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they are uh, perceived to be IT-centric. Let's take cloud, uh, the cloud adoption, cloud first strategy, for example. Mm-hmm. When you embark on that, you are looking to build a foundational infrastructure. You are automating your infrastructure provisioning. You are automating your workload deployments. Um, and, uh, you know, when you talk to folks, it's largely like, hey, you know, this IT thing, Uh, It does not become an enterprise uh, um, effort until you start to build cloud native applications or you are, you know, migrating at scale. And uh, the key challenge is uh, within our traditional project planning and delivery system, uh, uh, waterfall-based, cost-center-centric process, and um, our funding, performance measurement, delivery, 
um, and the reporting systems are all tied into this. How can we uh, how can we cut across the silo organizational processes and uh, 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 you know, and how do we align them to this new paradigm for fixed capacity allocation and uh, integrated initiative like value stream management or digital platforms uh, uh, that we need today? It's also uh, another big hurdle to overcome. Good. Yeah. So we need to break these silos and collaborate and would include all the enterprise stakeholders that are involved. Very good. And um, I think uh, people, right? Every transformation stands on the shoulders of the employees. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to create lasting adoption, we need to ensure that we, um, uh, that we enable our workforce, right? Yeah. And the key is that the enterprise create an environment where people are not afraid to try out new different things. They can make a mistake. It's not a mistake, it's a learning opportunity. And mm -hmm. um, uh, the transformation consultants are bringing the required framework for learning and practical application and then all of the people that they need to be able to obtain and do this right they need mm -hmm. to have this courage you know to get this done um uh if you if you outsource your transformation you know it's all up to the consultants and you don't build this required capability it is very difficult to create lost in adoption so in the military we used to say uh, uh mission first people always if you take care of your people, you will be able to create, um, you will be able to pivot your culture uh, with this new learning, with this new digital paradigm uh, and create lasting change. Yeah, great, great, thank you. So not taking in account the culture and not engaging all the stakeholders and not uh, taking care of the people and the capability development are indeed severe impediments. That's so true. Um, how would you say then, can we actually be successful in our digital transformation journey? What would you suggest organizations to do? Thomas, in my experience, it is important to look for trusted advisors, people mm -hmm. that can help you orchestrate the process. Yeah. Uh, try to avoid the uh, um, academic coaches that, you know, framework says, right? Uh, you know, when in doubt, you know, just th to think about what framework says. Mm -hmm. um, and um, uh, definitely make sure that you are taking your culture into the consideration, the structure, the people, the personalities involved. And um, uh, that should help you to orchestrate uh, 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 your transformation or your change management effort. Mm -hmm. um, charter your own course. Um, people that tell you that, hey, listen, I've tried this in a you know, Fortune 5 company and we were successful. Again, you know, something that had been successful somewhere else, it is great, right? It talks yeah. to your ability to drive this change. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, every transformation is unique and you need to consider the environmental factors first and foremost. Mm -hmm. um, charter your own course, don't outsource it, make it your own as much as possible. Yeah, so you can grab some ideas, but then make it your own and adjust it to the company. Yes. You mm -hmm. also want to uh, find for a place to start that is less mm -hmm. than perfect and less than certain. 
Okay. So what I mean by that, if you invest all of your time into identifying a perfect opportunity to start, mm -hmm. you have invested so much time into planning, analyzing, developing this. So in reality, you're taking a very waterfallish approach mm -hmm. to this effort. Identifying a place to start that, you know, uh, that can feel, you know, it's like, I'm not really sure it's the right place to start. And starting to learn from that and okay. then delivering or over delivering on the commitments that you're making will help you establish trust with your stakeholders mm -hmm. and will help to make the transformation viral. People will want to participate in something that is successful. Okay. Yeah. So you're saying not, not including the, the rolling it out to the entire organization, but starting in, in one department or area or what would be what you say about what would be a right place to start? Uh, I think uh, the entry point can be anywhere, can even be in IT, but the mm -hmm. sooner you will find a way to engage all of your enterprise stakeholders, mm -hmm. the more successful your transformation is going to be. Yeah. Um, and I believe that enterprise lean portfolio management uh, practice is a, is, a, is a very good place to bring in um, stakeholders outside of the IT organization, outside of the digital effort to the table mm -hmm. and start to get to align on, uh, you know, why is a common work and take process is important? What is our common taxonomy? Um, how, you know, what is our common teaming approach? Mm -hmm. And we can make these small decisions collectively. And mm -hmm. uh, over time, you know, we'll make a number of decisions and we'll establish a team and the trust, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that will help us drive this large scale organizational change. Yeah, good. thank you. Anything and else? Lastly, yeah. I'm going to say it again. You have to take care of your people. Mm -hmm. If you fail to, to address fear in your organization, it will be extremely challenging. And uh, fear is everywhere. Uh, if we are talking about... Uh, let's say cloud adoption again, right? Uh, yeah. What happens to our infrastructure assets analysts? What happens to data centers and all the people that are working in it? If we are automating our deployment of workloads into the cloud, uh, what happens uh, to all of the people that are working in release management, right? So we, we, we have to ensure that we align our people on what are we doing, why are we doing this and what their role will be in it. Thank you so much, Constantine. This is very, very valuable input. I think uh, like looking for advisors and avoiding those academic approaches, grabbing the ideas, making it your own ones, engaging the relevant stakeholders and taking care of people. Very good. So, so finally, um, what would be your key takeaway for our participants? Thomas, I was very fortunate to attend uh, um, a town hall with mm -hmm. Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella. And one of the things that he said resonated with me greatly. Um, and I carry it with me even today. Uh, so uh, the quote is, we need to convert Nietzsche's courage in the face of reality into the courage in the face of an opportunity. Yeah, that's a nice one. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs>
Thank you so much, Constantine. And thank you, dear participants, for attending our session today. If you have any feedback or questions, leave us a comment or drop us an email at amplifyagile at aptu.com. We'll address your questions in direct answers or maybe even create a new episode based on your questions. And don't forget to like and subscribe and see you in the next one.
Thanks for joining us today. We are available as video and podcast anywhere podcast can be found. So feel free to subscribe and follow for updates.